0: one, master grogan here ready to rock your world with another exciting kicking life podcast hey as you know we talk about it a lot not if but when the world kicks your butt i'm here to motivate inspire and kick your butt back up and that's the whole essence of the kicking life podcast to help you live your best kicking life so buckle up here we go Greetings everyone, Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Episode number 168, coming at you baby, yeah! And as a reminder, if you haven't checked out our previous episodes, please do so. We've got 167 awesome episodes of awesome content, wisdom, knowledge, and just ways to help you live your best kickin' life. So the last several weeks we've been talking about how to become bullyproof, the ABCs to become bullyproof. Week one, we covered two other topics, A and B. Last week, we covered the C, communicate clearly. A was avoid conflict. B was believe in yourself. C was last week, communicate clearly. And this week, we're jumping on the D. The D, after you've done everything you possibly can with the A, the B, the C. I mean, you have exhausted your options with that. You've done everything you can to avoid conflict. You've done everything you can to believe in yourself. You've done everything you can to communicate clearly to get help from someone else. You've done all those things, now we're at the D. Hopefully, it never gets to the D. But if it does, D stands for defend yourself. Now, essentially, you've def- been defending yourself with the A, the B, and the C. I mean, you defend yourself by trying to avoid it. You defend yourself by believing in yourself and you know deflecting all the negative comments from the bully. You defend yourself by communicating clearly with somebody else, asking for help and support. And then D, you actually have to defend yourself, if necessary, do what you've been trained to do they put their hands on you, they physically assault you, which is really no longer bullying, that's a crime, that's assault, then you need to take matters in your own hands and actually defend yourself. And that's what we're gonna cover today. Well, in studio with me, I've got my best buddy, and we'll say kind of bully-proofing, protege specialist expert. I don't know if all those titles ring together, but he's been uh, working with me for a long, long time he, in, in regards to putting these things together for bullyproofing. He's been to countless speeches and uh, assemblies with me. He's been on the podcast countless times. He's a third-degree black butler studio, one of our senior instructors, and I'm talking about my best buddy, Austin Grogan. Austin, how we doing, buddy? Quite the intro there. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> doing pretty good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, that's how you uh, kind of pass the torch, right? I've been for... Oh, my gosh, as long as I can remember. I know I've been coaching, teaching, and um, uh, instructing now for over 30 years. And in that time, I've been kind of collecting data and doing as much as I can to become, well, a quote, quote, expert on bullyproofing and child development and helping kids become their very, very best. And I know a big part of that is helping parents be the best parents they can be in order to help the kids become their very, very best. So I know it's kind of, it's not the most humble thing to say an expert, I'm an expert in still learning, that's uh, you know that's what I talk about. Master Grogan is all about master learner, I'm continuously learning. But after 30 years I've learned a thing or two and 40 years in the martial arts, so collectively, I'm trying to put all those things together and, uh, and then share them with you and Nathan and Morgan and others at the studio so they can continue to, um, instead of me, doing all the talks by myself, now we've got more people involved rocking it out. All right. Well, buddy, welcome to the show as always. Thank you. Let's dive right into this thing. Let's do a quick recap of uh, the last few weeks. A is avoid conflict. What what does that mean, avoid conflict? What do do we do when we avoid conflict or trying to, you know, we're aware of the bully. We're trying to avoid them. Just kind of talk about what we've talked about the academy with uh, the kiddos and the parents there. You just want to do your best to get out of the situation. So
1: whatever's happening, uh, if they're, I mean, there's countless amount of things that they could be doing with bullying. But you just want to not let it get to you. Don't take it personally, and just get yourself out of that
0: situation. Just avoid it. Good, and that's for kids at school. What in at the workplace? And uh, fortunately for you, you work in a pretty positive environment at uh, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts there. But others unfortunately don't. They may work with somebody who's, uh, as, a, as an adult, they may be their kid as a bully and then they grew up to be an adult that's a bully and they're probably raising kids that are bullies, which is not good. But there's people out there that work with those folks and uh, where they're constantly tormenting them on the job you know maybe they're picking at them or laughing at them or and bullying is not just something that happens to kids as we know happens to teens adults and it happens more more than ever now on social media for whatever reason we've got these keyboard warriors that hide behind the screen and they send absolutely horrible insulting things now I guess they're only insulting if you if you let them get to you right correct and it's much
1: easier that way because they are blockable yeah. People are blockable on social media.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, because they, they hide behind a screen, we call them keyboard warriors, and we get our share of those too. They say horrible things about what we're doing with the Kickin' Life <clears throat> podcast and uh, kind of the Kickin' Life pages and everything else. For whatever reason, they choose to be that way. Uh, but the A of that is avoid conflict. So, as you just mentioned, how can we avoid them? Just by blocking them. By blocking them. And, well, avoid conflict, uh, love, block, and delete, right?
1: love them because god says you should love everyone block them because you don't need that kind of negativity uh on your page or anywhere in your you just don't need that negativity anywhere um and then and then just delete so delete the comment so No one else sees it. It never
0: happened. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. And that's the best way to avoid conflict on social media is just not be there and remove yourself from groups in case you're part of a group that's constantly negative and bullying. Get yourself out of that stuff. And, of course, on your Facebook feed, here's the thing. It's what pops up, right? Same with Instagram. If there's people that pop up on your feed that you don't like, unfollow them, unfriend them, and you won't see that nonsense anymore. That's how you eliminate those things. But groups, of course, you don't have to be friends with somebody for someone to rip you in a group. So just be aware of that as well. Moving on to the B. The B is believe in yourself. Breathe and be bold and kind of be cool about it. And we've changed it just a little bit since the uh, the first episode because we wanted to try and do what we can up front to diffuse the situation. So the be cool is almost like, you're, you're deflecting the negativity by having your suit of armor on, not allowing those negative comments to get to you. And to believe in yourself, we, we kind of talked to the kids about if somebody's calling you an idiot or a, a horrible name of some sort, it's obvious that person doesn't know you because if they knew you, they would know what about you.
1: That you're maybe not an idiot?
0: <laughs> what? Yeah, good one, Austin. No, know that you're... Awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> maybe you're not an idiot. Good one, Austin. Uh, no, they'd know that you're awesome. And if they knew that you're awesome, they'd know that you're not an idiot. So obviously they don't know you. That's why they must think you're an idiot. So if they don't know you and they don't know that you're awesome, you probably don't need to listen to what they've got to say about you because they don't know you, right? Now, is that easier said than done?
1: Like everything else, it, yes, it is. But don't take criticisms from people you wouldn't take advice from.
0: Ooh,
1: I don't see that written in the script there. Good job, Austin. We need to write that one in. Say it again, buddy. Don't take criticisms from people that you wouldn't take advice
0: from. That's that's fantastic. And that goes, I mean, folks, listen to that. Uh, it, regardless how old you are. And share that with the kids. But, of course, you know the Kicking Life podcast is all about helping you become the best adult and the best parent you can in order to help you raise the best kids who, you know, eventually are going to become teenagers and adults themselves. But, yeah, it, don't take uh, criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. And what that means is, simple, and another way to look at it, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't want to trade places with. Oftentimes, when we're unsure about ourselves, which is another form of bullying ourselves, we're unsure, so we want to ask everybody for advice, which is fine, be open to advice and suggestions. But if you wouldn't trade places with this person, then it's probably not the best person to take advice from. And kind of something I just dealt with the other day, um, I've got uh, a friend of mine, Who's got that entrepreneurial mindset, but yet he's he's oftentimes taking advice from people who aren't entrepreneurs. Now, you may say, well, everybody's got suggestions. Well, here's the thing. If you want to become a professional golfer, you're not going to go to a, a violin coach to, <laughs> to teach you how to play golf, right? You've got to go to somebody who who's in the game, who's got the business, understands, who's been there a while. So take advice from those that you respect and those that you wouldn't mind maybe switching places with because they have the knowledge and the wisdom to get to you where you want to go. Not everybody has great advice. But here's the thing. Everybody does always, they always have advice to share. But just know what advice, and it's tough what to take and what not to take because oftentimes you take the wrong advice, you're bullying yourself. I know a little sidebar there, but that still gets back to the belief in yourself. And uh, Austin, that was a great drop-in, buddy, about... uh, Say it one more time. Don't take criti- uh, Don't accept. I'm sorry, I messed it up. Criticism. What was it? <laughs> don't take criticisms from
1: people you would not take advice from.
0: So there you go. And it gets back to avoid it, right? The A and the B work hand in hand. And then the C. What's the C? Communicate.
1: Communicate clearly.
0: And what does that mean? So uh,
1: basically, after you avoid the com, after you try to avoid the conflict, but they keep coming at you, and then you try to diffuse it by being calm and breathing. Uh, But being confident at the same time, Um, but then it's it's still going on. So that didn't kind of solve the problem. Even after you've kind of were bold and saying, you know, knock it off, and they're still doing whatever they're doing uh, to bully you. Then you want to communicate clearly. So after you already communicated clearly with that person trying to get them to stop, then especially if you're like a kid at school, um, you want to go and tell something tell someone in like authoritative position, like a principal or a teacher or something, uh, but you need to communicate that clearly. So instead of like whining and complaining, cause no one listens to that, because that seems like that's happens all the time. So we just tune it out. Uh, but if you communicate exactly what happened and tell just the truth and be precise, um,
0: that should, that should get you some help. No, hopefully it gets you some help. But that's, that's a very good point about communicate clearly. And the communicate clearly, Austin said, do not whine, do not complain, because we have conditioned ourselves to no longer listen and listen and listen, listen to people who whine and complain, because it happens so often. So people just tune it out. They don't even listen to it anymore. So communicate clearly is no whining, no complaining, and no tattling. Because tattling's just trying to get somebody in trouble. But what you are doing is you're reporting. Reporting is you're trying to help somebody who's in harm or possibly in harm or danger. And they communicate clearly as you tell them exactly what is going on. And an example I like to give is this. Is uh, if, like like if I'm going to tell a teacher that Austin's being mean to me, I I would, something like this, which is whining, say, um, um, a a teacher, um, he, he, that boy over there, he's, um, he's not being very nice. Okay, and of course the kid's going to be scared to say that but that's just whining, that doesn't get anything done. Be bold, do your best, communicate clearly, and you'll have to work with your kids on this, and adults in a workplace, same thing for you. It's gonna to be tough if you have to let, you know, tell your boss that this person's being rude, disrespectful, and mean to you, but you gotta practice it. And the practice to communicate clearly as you say it in a bold way, but exactly what happened. Um, teacher, that boy Austin keeps calling me an idiot, he keeps telling me nobody likes me, he won't let me sit at the table, I've done my best, to try and tell him to stop it. I've done my best to sit down, but I'm asking you for help. So what I did was I cl- communicated clearly exactly what happened, exactly what I did, and then exactly what I wanted help with. I want you to help me with this. Bang. Now, are you always going to get that help, Austin? No. No, unfortunately you're not. I don't and it's just one of the realities of life. You're not always going to get the help you need. And that's when we jump in unfortunately to the D. Now the D, we don't go Just skip all the letters to get to the D. The D is defend yourself. Now defend yourself takes on pretty much all the A, all the B and all the C because you're defending yourself essentially with those. You've tried to avoid it, you've defended yourself. You believed in yourself, you've told them to knock it off, you communicated clearly trying to get some help, you've tried to defend yourself. Now you're stuck. Stuck, just because they're rude, mean and disrespectful does not give you the right to strike them. Just because they're rude, you cannot hit them. Sometimes I think that may solve some problems, but obviously we can't do that. But if they put their hands on you, if they physically assault you, that's no longer bullying. That's crime. They have now assaulted you, and now you have the right to do what you need to do to protect yourself. And that right is what, Austin, haul off and jump up and give them a spinning wheel kick and the chops? Uh, No, that probably not a good idea. Not a good idea? Then, then why do we practice so much on that? for body control
1: i mean it would be it would be pretty sweet for like the five seconds but then like you'd be dealing with some serious consequences and that that's like a very damaging technique too so no we uh
0: if you do (laughs) your best folks let me me point out austin's 19 years old and he's got an amazing jump spinning wheel kick i don't know how many boards he's broke and uh He's got some major power. And, of course, you know the macho, yeah, knock him out. But we try and condition the mind to know that, look, there's some severe consequences to that. It doesn't mean you allow somebody to bully you. It doesn't mean you allow somebody to, to hurt you or assault you in any way, shape, or form. But you must practice constraint. And you must practice, look, if you need to defend yourself, you do. But we've got how, what we talk about the defending is something completely different. We practice all those techniques. One, they're cool. They work with body control. They work with building self confidence. And if you ever had to defend yourself against, you know, multiple attackers that are trying to take your life, yeah, that's when they come in handy. But a kid on the playground, uh, even at work, you know, if, if somebody's coming up and they're constantly grabbing you, this is the technique we we recommend that you do. And what is that technique, Austin? Good old palm strike. Good old palm strike. And for those listening at home, may not know what a palm strike is. Is that a closed fist or is it an open hand? It's an open hand. A lot of people think that the uh,
1: the closed fist is more threatening, uh, but you can do just as much damage with the palm strike, if not uh, even more. And we also, uh, for the for the first time, we recommend hitting right in the solar plexus. It's the well it's a little like triangle between your uh, chest and stomach This makes you feel like you got the wind knocked out of you like you can't breathe um so anyway still with all your power drive through uh but aim for that solar plexus first and usually that should be enough to diffuse the situation uh enough time for you to get out of that situation uh however if it's not then we uh, after the solar plexus then we try to uh, stay away from the face at first um but then if that doesn't work with the solar plexus then uh, a good palm strike to the to the nose
0: Um, Or the chin. Right. And and, um, what what, what Austin's saying is anytime, and this is the court of law, this isn't uh, my saying, we've got to to play by the rules that are set before us here. If you make a fist, if you close your hands in a fist, now you're physically threatening another person. Most people, unfortunately, even macho guys that watch MMA all the time, and we see it, they come into the academy and they think they know how to throw a punch and they don't. We always recommend open hand. Why? One, it's a defensive posture. Your hands are open. You're saying, hey, I'm trying to defuse this situation. I'm trying to calm things down. You have not made a physical threat. You're in a defensive posture. And then from that defensive posture, you're still not making a fist. It's an open hand and it's the palm strike right to the solar plexus, as Austin said. And you drive that thing through as hard as you possibly can. But like I keep reiterating here, this is not the first option. It's not the second option. It's not the third option. It's really not even the fourth option. You you try and repeat the A, the B, the C as much as you can. But if you are not getting any help and you are being physically assaulted, you must defend yourself. And I say you must because if you do not, the bullying is going to get nothing but worse. And worse not only physically, mentally, and emotionally, but in your mind, it's going to leave scars. An example I give a lot of times in speeches, I'll take a piece of paper or like a, a, a crayon sheet and the kids will be like this karate duck, and I ask the kids, hey, who wants to color this duck? And all the hands go up because it's cool, Everybody likes the color, right? Then I'll wad that crayon sheet up, the duck, crinkle it up and a little ball stomp on it and then unroll it. Now, it, it's been compromised, right? Yeah, it's got all these wrinkles and scars and it doesn't look the same. And it will never be the same, the same with your mind. Once you allow someone to bully you for an extended period of time, you're gonna have scars. And those scars, I'm telling you from experience folks, they do not go away. That's why we spend so much time talking about this bullyproofing. You do everything you can to avoid it. But if it comes to the point where you have to defend yourself, you must defend yourself. You must stop the conflict. I know a lot of people say, well, conflict for conflict. There's no way to stop conflict. Well, that that's your belief and that's totally fine. I've done research on this for well over 30 years now and you do everything you can to defuse it. I mean absolutely everything. And the striking is the absolute last resort. But if you're put in a situation, you need to defend yourself, you got to do it. Now think about that if you're walking out to your car and somebody tries to assault you there. You got to defend yourself. Or, I mean, they, they try and kidnap you, your kids or yourself. Obviously, that's a life or death situa- situation. So it's an absolute last resort because no one is ever, 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 ever allowed to put their hands on you or assault you in any way, shape or form anything about that Austin spot on spot on all right buddy so after that happens hopefully hopefully it never happens hopefully you never have to physically defend yourself hopefully your kids never ever have to physically defend themselves but if they do remember that palm strike right dead in the solar plexus, That'll knock the wind out of them and that's that's pretty much all, all you'll need to do. Now, if it's somebody bigger that's really trying to abduct you or abduct your kids, then the next motion, as Austin said, is a palm strike to the chin or the nose, whichever area they can reach, and then uh, we follow that up with you kind of repeat the cycle until you've successfully defended yourself and got away. Now, if you've done it correctly, you won't need to do anything else. And that person knocks the wind out of them. That's over. Now get out of there. That's what you need to do next. Do not continue to hit the person who is defenseless. The protecting yourself, defending yourself is simply that, defending yourself and doing what you need to do to be safe. It's not beating somebody up. There's a huge difference. Like when someone, if you do the palm strike and a person drops to the ground, you don't continue to beat them while they're defenseless. That is becoming a bully yourself and now you've stepped over the line and now you you could be subjected to uh, punishment and uh, law violations and everything else there because you not only defended yourself, which you've in your legal right to do, but you took it too far. Does that make sense? It does. Good. So yeah. the next step after that is you must. Now, this is the hardest thing for kids, the hardest thing for kids. And once again, I keep saying I hope they never have to do this, but if they do if they do they must go back to see communicate clearly they must go to a teacher a coach or a parent and tell them exactly what happened step by step it's extremely important because if they do not and i promise you this will happen if they don't the bully will go to the teacher the coach the parent and flat out lie flat out lie and say that your child just up and right hit them for no reason. You've got to, they've got to be proactive. If they have to do it, they've got to go communicate, be honest, tell them exactly what happened. The bully was, tell the truth, be honest. I tried the A, the B, the C. I did everything I could to avoid it. I did everything I could to believe in myself and to stay away from it. I did everything I could to tell them to stop. I went, the C, I went and asked a teacher, a parent, an adult. I asked for help, but no one helped me and the bully kept it up. And then they finally put their hands on me, they shoved me, they hit me, they pushed me down to the ground. I defended myself. If you don't, once again, the bully's gonna make up a lie and the kid is gonna be caught off guard. Why? Because here's the deal, the kids that choose to be bullied have probably been bullied by a brother or a parent or somebody in the past, so they know how to play the game. They know it. Your kids don't. So, we're trying to arm them with the tools. Austin, any thoughts on that, buddy?
1: I agree that it's exactly what's gonna happen, Yeah, laying it down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty straightforward. Now, this next part, this actually, uh, I got this from a, a parent, Oh, uh, well, I'll say the other day, it was maybe a month ago, came up and talked to me at the academy. And by the way, if, you, if you're you from the Edwardsville area, come check out Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. We talk about these things. We help the kids not only believe in themselves to become their very best, but we help the parents. We empower them with the tools to be the best parents because essentially our goal is empowering kids and adults to believe in themselves, stand as bullying, stand out in the crowd, with exceptional manners, discipline, and respect to live their best kick in life in order to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So I had a parent tell me this the other day, that her son actually had to defend himself. This kid kept grabbing his shoulders, kept grabbing his shoulders, kept trying to shove him down, and he kind of spun around and did a defensive motion, knocked the kid's arms off, and then pushed the kid down and said, stop it. Well, unfortunately what happened was the kid, got, the kid that defended himself got in trouble from the teacher. It happens all the time. Well, he was, he was scared and he was nervous because he's a good kid. But he finally, enough was enough. He defended himself and then he got in trouble. It's absolutely insane how that works. But what happened was the teacher contacted his mom and his mom was beginning to think, well, you know, he's done everything he can to avoid this kid. He's done everything he can to, to defuse the situation, following the ABCs. Well, he finally defends himself and now he gets in trouble. She was confused and she came and talked to Austin. And Austin told her, hey, he did everything he could. He needs you in his corner right now. He needs to know that he's got your support. He's got, you've got his back. Because if you don't, he's going to feel like he doesn't know what to do and he's never going to defend himself again because he's getting in trouble from the teacher, right or wrong. You've got to be there for him. You remember that conversation? We won't mention any names, obviously, but. Uh,
1: I remember it very well, yes.
0: Did I. Uh,
1: yeah, no, Talk that, was, well that was exactly right. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he was just nervous, shaking, because, I mean, adrenaline's flowing, and, I, yeah, it was just kind of a ridiculous uh, situation by the teacher there. But, yeah, I just basically uh, let them know that, you know, stay stay on his side and let them know that what he did, he didn't do anything wrong, and he did what we taught him to do, and that, that he did a great job. And then uh, uh, the parents were very appreciative, and then I talked to the, the child as well, and he was
0: – great with it so uh it was it was good and we're always you know saying look we're on your side because you did everything you could to avoid the conflict we're not on your side just to go around and beat others up or shove other kids down we we'll gonna be very clear on that but yeah that the teacher had yelled at him because he was shaking because it's a fight or flight thing folks you know you get in a situation like that we have to defend yourself well you've got cortisol that stress hormone flushing through your body which gives you that superhuman strength and you're once it's over fight or flight you're going to start shaking and he was shaking, and the teacher actually yelled at him to calm down. This is the reason you're in trouble. And you know that's and, and 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 teachers. I'm not picking on teachers. Teachers have got an extremely tough job, and they do an extremely good job. However, they're they're not properly trained and conditioned to how to deal with bullying. Their thing is, well, you you should have never touched them in the first place. Well, the truth is, you have got to protect yourself. So there's where I stand, <laughs> kind of a little different there. But the parents, back to you guys. The the kids, once again, have to know you have their back uh, as long as they follow the ABCs. you know, they, they simply protected themselves. They were being physically assaulted. Don't get mad at them for that. They're protecting their own bodies. You don't want anybody assaulting your child. No one has the right to put their hands on your child in any harmful manner. So don't get on to them for that. Make sure, once again, you talk to them. That's huge, huge, huge. Talk to them. Don't judge them. Don't make assumptions. Listen to them. And if they follow the ABCs, they did everything they possibly could to resolve the conflict without force. And if they got no help from anybody else, then they've got to know that they did the right thing. Because you're going to be the only ones that probably tell them they did the right thing. And they count on you to be there for them. How important is that, Austin? Super important. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean... I can't describe the amount of importance.
0: Good. And, and just beating someone up, once again, I know I keep beating a dead horse here. That's absolutely not acceptable, and I'm not talking about your child um, uh, just going around because now they've done it once, they can do it again. That's why you've got to talk to them, that's why you got to communicate with them, and that's why you got to let them know, yes, you did the right thing because you tried everything you could to avoid the conflict, but don't just go around shoving people down. Now, m- kids, if you brought them up right, they're not going to do those things. But uh, at the same time, you know that sense of power, boy, that's that's a that's a slippery slope there. So you got to be careful with it. But that's where the communication comes in. So Austin, anything else to add to that? What, what, any thoughts there?
1: I liked your. I don't know if you meant for it to be a pun, but the beating the dead horse. I thought that was a good pun. <laughs> I
0: just <laughs> okay beating the dead horse because no. you,
1: you know defend yourself, but you don't keep beating them in the ground. I, I I don't know if you meant to do that or not, but I thought
0: it was pretty good. Well, I'd love to say that I did, but it just kind of boof, there it is. Seems like almost on social media, we're beating dead horses all the time, aren't we, we keep bringing up the same old nonsense. Enough, come on. So that's another form of bullying yourself, continue to look at that nonsense. So, Austin, I always like to give the example of the kitty cat, about a kitty cat and following the A, B, Cs, and then D. You want you want to give the story, or do you want me to do it? <laughs> yeah, I, I can give the story, up, baby. That's what I like to hear. Because, <clears throat> like I said, he's in that protege kind of uh, mentoring, leader kind of development role, becoming a bully proof specialist himself. All right, lay it on the <laughs> listeners, buddy. All right,
1: so if you go up and either try to grab or try to scare or do would uh, do whatever something threatening to a little uh, kid cat, what's it going to do? It's just going to run away. It's going to try to avoid the conflict. Um, after that you keep chasing it and like you just keep on with it so we can't avoid it anymore the little cat so it's gonna show its claws and hiss at you Uh, real mean try to um, be bold and then it's it's gonna run away and then if you back it into the corner and it's already tried to avoid it it's already tried to like communicate and and be bold by uh hissing and stuff that's its way of communicate and say hey knock it off um, you back it into the corner it's it's going to claw your face off uh, so it's it's going to use its tools that it knows which is uh, its claws um, obviously we don't have claws so we do the palm strike but K-Cats cat have paws so it's going to jump up and, and give you some good claw <laughs> and then it's going to defend itself and then after it's you know got you to the point where he, the cat is defended then it's just going to Get back to doing whatever it was doing before.
0: Job. Give in a hand, everybody. Yay. Very good. He's exactly right. Kind of, We learn a lot by nature. The cat's first approach is what we're telling you. <laughs> Try and avoid it. Next, believe in yourself. Be bold. Use your tiger eyes and lion voice to communicate clearly. Enough is enough. Now, a cat can't go up and tell somebody else <laughs> exactly what happened. Obviously, we have the tools to be able to do that. That's why that's in there. But they also communicate clearly is with its tiger eyes and lion voice and the tiger eyes are showing confidence in your eyes the eyes of hey enough is enough and then the lion voice is confidently and courageously saying i've had enough i mean it knock it off you're not kind of oh stop it that's never going to work got to be courageous and then if you try to a b and c and that cat feels like it's physically threatened that cat feels like you're going to do physical harm to it you come at it in a threatening manner what's that cat going to do Austi? Claw your face off. <laughs> it's going to claw your face off. That's exactly what the yeah. kitty cat, this little innocent, docile, passive creature, is now going to be this ferocious lion. It's just going <laughs> to tear you apart. And then when it's done, it's just going to go back to doing what it was doing before. Maybe it was giving itself a bath. Oh, well. But it's going to be aware of you from now on. Yeah, it's going to be aware of where you're at. And that's kind of back to the A. You have to defend yourself, especially physically. You got to be aware now of what's going on because that person, who knows what they'll try and do next. Unfortunately, one time of, of, of kind of, I don't want to say, dealing with a bully or following the ABCs and D, unfortunately, that usually isn't the end of it. And somebody might say, well, then why even get involved at all? Well, that's why A is where it's at. You try and avoid it at all costs. But if the person is persistent, and the person continues, you've got to eventually do something to protect yourself. As Clint Eastwood would always say, or Dirty Harry, he would say, a man's got to know his limitations. So a man, woman, child, you've got to know your limitations and you've got to stand up for yourself. What do you
1: think? Good drop in, Clint yeah. Eastwood there. I like your, uh. well, I was going to say I like when you impersonate people that have any questions and make their voice sound so ridiculous. It's funny. A man's got to know his limitations. Oh, well, no, that was awesome. I was talking about was when you're correct. like. Being, oh, well, why do, you, why do you even get involved? You'd make that voice like oh. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about.
0: Is that, are you offended by that, Austin?
1: Uh, Slightly, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, You're offended, people. You got something to be offended by. True, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, Our show is to help you live your best kick in life, but you got to realize that uh, don't take things personally. It's hard to do, but don't be offended by everything either. My grandma used to say, Richie. If you're offended by everything, then maybe you need to look in the mirror because you've probably got something to be offended about. Boom! <laughs> that was the original right hook. Reality, Grandma was great. She also said something, uh, and I had forgot about this until I was—I don't know—it was a podcast or a video or maybe a speech, and I was talking about you know being being careful about using that word offended because if you keep using it, you're going to start believing it that everything is offensive. No, you're stronger than that. You're better than that, as Rocky says. You're better than that. And her thing was, uh, <laughs> she goes, "Well." Here's the two, this is grandma again. And grandma lived through the Great Depression, the Korean War. Uh, she was born at the tail end of, um, uh, when was she born? <laughs> of oh, the Great Depression, I'm sorry. And uh, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War. So this woman lived a heck of a life. I mean, she she was a battler. And uh, her husband left her with three baby girls to, to raise on her own. So she, uh, a good old Christian woman, but boy, oh boy, she didn't take any snot any at all, and she let Richie know that Richie needed to, uh, <laughs> and should I say, be a man or putting God first, and it was, it was good. But one of the things she talked about offended, and this is a little off topic, she says, you know, when people say they're offended, I always think, well, they're pretty foolish to allow someone to, for them to say that they're offended by somebody else. A person that says, I'm going to learn from that is a wise person. So she'd say, Richie, are you a fool, or are you a wise person? (laughs) Like, I had no idea what the heck. I mean, I'm a young kid at this age, but now I'd forgot all about that until everybody's offended by everything anymore, so I often think of what Grandma says. Richie, are you a fool, or are you a wise person? Are you gonna learn from this, or are you gonna be foolish and let somebody else bother you and um, uh, offend you? It's like, wow, I'd forgot all about that. So there you go, perfect time for a drop-in. And I think of that as bullying, too. If you're offended by everything, you're essentially bullying yourself because you're allowing others to bully you and get in your mental garden, right? Holy cow! I know, going deep here, aren't we?
1: That was that was the deepest we've been in a while. <laughs> the in deepest. this, well, in this podcast, at least,
0: yeah. that was good. That was good. So, and I, always, and I, I mean. It, And unfortunately, in today's day and age, everybody gets a trophy. And if you don't get a trophy, you're offended. I don't know what's offensive and what's not offensive. I just know that you you believe in God. You put God first. You be a good Christian. You be a good human being. You do what you can to help out others. And some people are going to like it. And some people are going to be offended by it. If you know in your heart you're doing the right thing, then you keep doing the right thing. Because if you don't, you're essentially bullying yourself by not living your God-given purpose. So way to tie all that in, right, buddy? Yes. Good. So... Kind of, uh, it, it, and we've got all this written out that we've we talked about during our math Chats, not everything we just covered for the last five minutes, but all the other things on the uh, the D, and we haven't written out the A, B, C, and the D. And the last kind of section we have on the, uh, on the D here is remind the students, you know, D is the absolute last resort. You're not allowed just to go up and hit somebody because you don't like them or because they made you mad or because they offended you. You're not allowed to hit somebody because of that. You do what you can to avoid it. You're only allowed to... Put your hands on them if they're physically coming at you in a threatening manner or they physically have put your hand, their hands on you. You wanna do the ABCs first. And then a the little thing we remind the kids, how you practice is how you... Perform. And pretty much how you do anything is how you do... Everything. Yeah, and those are things we constantly plant, the seeds we plant in the kids' minds, because it's, it's a situation. You get in a, uh, where you kinda of start going halfway with your manners and respect at the studio, which we pretty much demand manners, discipline, and respect, if it's slacking there, well, we always tell parents, if it's slacking here, we almost guarantee it's slacking at home, school, and everywhere else. That's why we constantly focus on that. Well, the same thing with attitude and effort. If you're putting forth a poor attitude and a poor effort, you're not putting forth your very, very best. How you do anything is how you do? Everything. And then how you practice is how you? Perform. perform. And why is that so important? If you ever had to defend yourself, and the whole time you're practicing, you're not putting forth your very best, how are you going to perform? Not your very
1: best, and then that's going to be a bad situation. <laughs> it's going to be a bad time.
0: Yes, it is. So like with the tiger eyes and the lion voice, we had the kids look in the mirror with those confident eyes and the courageous voice, and if they're going, stop right there and practice at the academy, are they ever going to be able to perform in real life?
1: No, they're going to get walked all over if uh, if they don't show that they – even if on the inside, I mean, you're terrified, peeing your pants, like super scared, which is – I mean, that's normal to feel that way, but on the outside – uh what you show, you can't let them know that you're scared. you got to show that you have no fear. And like like you said, with the tiger eyes and lion voice, just really mean it and uh, don't, don't show any fear.
0: Good. That's very good, Austin. And then, uh, of course, the practicing the palm strike. Hopefully you never, ever have to use it. But if the academy were practicing not only doing the strikes in the air but hitting the equipment, if they're barely just tapping the equipment, are they going to have the right tools, the right belief in themselves to actually defend themselves? Not at all. No, nope, because once again, how you practice is how you perform. Good. Very, very good. And then kind of the last line on this is a is a great quote uh, from Bruce Lee. I'll let you go ahead and say it, Austin. It's something that makes so much sense in so many different ways. And uh, Bruce Lee says, I fear.
1: I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times.
0: Wow. So a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. Yes it is. You, you like how we finish each other's quotes there? This is the stuff we drop on the kids at the academy all the time, because once again, you're planting those seeds in their minds. Yeah, and, and Bruce Lee said it well. You know, it, and, and we we try and, yes we do, uh, we, we stair step it up with the techniques, but we stick to the bare bones basics as far as defense. Our self defense is practical uh, self defense that's easy to apply, applicable if you will, but very easy to remember and very, very basic because there's no need to get to something complex. Now, as they continue to progress through the ranks, yeah, we teach all the fancy kicks and the spins and the jumps and all those things to work on body control and to build confidence and because they're cool for demonstrations, but it all starts with a bare bones basic foundation. Hands are open in a defensive posture and a good old palm strike and we work on that a lot because once again, kids, not only on the playground, But adults in your workplace or in a parking garage or if you're out someplace and somebody puts their hands on you and tries to physically assault you, you're not going to remember something complex. You're not. You're not going to remember your own name. But a good old-fashioned palm strike right in the solar plexus, boom. And your child, if somebody tries to abduct them at the bus stop, I know I don't like to think about it either, but it's a reality of the world we live in, they've got to believe in themselves enough to do something that would effectively defend themselves. Good old palm strike. Simple and to the point, but yet very effective. What do you think, Aust?
1: I think that was awesome.
0: Yeah? Good stuff? So uh, kind of share with the listeners at the Academy some of the wonderful things we're, we're doing, not only to empower these kids, but you've got a little bit of a new role now. You, you only teach a couple classes a week. You teach the adults, which you absolutely love, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, since 19 years old, but out there, commanding, not demanding, commanding, and the difference between command and demand. Command is by your presence and what you've done to earn that respect. Demanding is saying, bow to me because I'm your instructor. Now, there's no humility in demanding anything. It's commanding by your presence through humility. But anyway, 19, you you love teaching that adult class, and uh, it's teens and adults mixed and all kinds of good stuff there, yeah?
1: Oh, it's so fun.
0: We do. We do a lot. It's a good time. It's a great time. Awesome. Well, folks, as always, I got to promote the studio a little bit. You know, come and have a great adult class. Austin teaches a couple nights a week, and then Nathan, uh, our other senior instructor, teaches the other times. And for your kiddos, man, we have, uh, I don't know, we got classes five days a week at the academy, ages four and up. Kids four, five, and six are our Tigers. 7 through about 11, 12 are in the uh, beginner's class and then that 12-year-old range, if they're uh, mature enough, we put them right in the adult class. If not, we let them stay in the beginner's class for a little bit to kind of develop some uh, confidence and maturity in the techniques and then we move them to the adult class because that adults is teens and and, uh, adults fantastic well, we got classes monday through thursday and saturdays and of course check out our facebook page grogan's martial arts and for the kick and life side kick life with master grogan on facebook we've got that we've got a couple groups live your best kick life Bullyproof proof our kids with master grogan check all those out and of course you know subscribe and share this podcast with others because collectively we're working together to make society a happier healthier and safer place to live so Austin the studio now you're kind of moving in a program director role we get to talk to people when they come in about our program and tell them all the exciting benefits that uh, uh, they're going to receive their child's going to receive and how it's going to help them you know essentially live their best kick in life right yes yes I do <laughs> it's, going, it's going great love it awesome 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 all right well Austin, we're approaching that 40 minute mark uh, great stuff buddy we uh we busted through this thing. We've shared a lot of great wisdom, knowledge, content, advice, suggestions. As always, folks, we're, we're here for you. Reach out to us if there's anything we can do. If you have any questions, we can help answer. Uh, if you're in the Edwardsville area, come check us out, the Academy. would love to show you what our program's all about.
1: The first class is always free, so just pop in any
0: Good, or call or email for an appointment. That's even better, too. Therefore, we can definitely make sure we've got uh, uh, the few extra minutes to spend with you. We'll spend it regardless. But if uh, we know you're coming there, we can set aside a few extra minutes to answer any questions. But you're welcome to come in and see classes at any given time because our goal is making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And when you see kind of the interaction with the kids, like last night with little Parker there uh, (laughs) with her tiger eyes and lion voice, do you want to tell that story real quick to the listeners? If you go to our uh, Bully Proof Our Kids with Master Grogan, you can see that video. And the mom wrote a great write-up. She was bullied been bullied for some time little boy she's six years old so the little boys are being knuckleheads as they are but he kept telling her she didn't have any friends nobody liked her she couldn't sit at this table and he kept it up and um and the hardest thing for parker was this little boy was in, in martial arts uh at one time and she couldn't understand how somebody in martial arts could act this way <laughs> poor little thing but uh, we, we we spent some time with her and talked to her and then yesterday did you see the video I, I saw it in person. Oh, oh, you saw it in person? That's even better. Well, tell the listeners. But go to – to see the video yourself, folks. Go to our uh, – it's on our and Life page. It's on Grogan's Martial Arts page. And it's on our Bullyproof Our Kids with Master Grogan page. But go ahead and tell uh, – you saw it in live. I was at at home last night, and I got the email – or not uh, – what do you call it? Uh, notification that was on Facebook that we've been tagged in it. But Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it gave uh, – I mean, it gave me goosebumps. Probably gave a lot of other people, too. But it was just a really – it was a good moment, um, basically – during the match chat, uh, the, the little girl had the all the confidence and kind of stood up and instruct the instructor, Instructor Pout, kind of talked about what happened and uh, what was going on. And then he had her kind of say like what she did to diffuse the situation. Obviously, we worked on her with the things and what to say. And then she went and did it and it, and it worked out uh, really well for her and then the next time she was in class, we uh, talked about it in the match chat and had her stand up and kind of show exactly what she did to defuse the situation and uh, get get away from the bully. And it was it was awesome. It was really heartfelt. It was it was a good
0: time. Awesome. Well, and go ahead and set it up, Dan. Uh, Instructor Powell kind of played the role of the bully and was telling her nobody likes you. You're not allowed to sit here. And now, folks, uh, you'll see the video. There's like 25, 20. I maybe mean, 28 kids in class, and all the parents, and here this little six-year-old girl stands up, and uh, they kind of role-play. That was tough for her, and she did it. But most importantly, she did it in real life to this kid that was being mean to her. And no, he, she didn't strike him, punch him in the face, or palm strike, she just used her tiger eyes and lion voice. And do you remember what she said? I'm trying to think of
1: the exacts what we told her to say. We said... Uh, something like, thank you, I have many friends, or I have a lot of friends, or something like that. That's
0: exactly it. And yeah, the, the, the goosebumps are rolling here right now. So, Instructor Powell was uh, kind of role-playing with him. He's a big guy to begin with. He's tall. He's, he's, he's about as tall as you, what, 6'2"? Yes. <laughs> and here's little Parker, who's a little, cute little six-year-old. But he, uh, he says, uh, nobody likes you here. You don't have any friends. You're not allowed to sit here. And uh, it was like, whoa. And she looked him right in the eyes and says, thank you. I have plenty of friends. Snapped right back. And, oh, my gosh. like, boom. It was good. Real, real good. All right. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good note to end on, don't you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, Austin, thanks, buddy. I know you're busy as can be. And the fact you took time <laughs> out of your busy day to be with me today, I really, really appreciate it. Of course. Anytime I can spend time with my best buddy, it's great. And he can kind of help. Uh, Grow the show and do what we can to get the message out to as many folks as possible to make society, once again, a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And I'm telling you, when society's happier and healthier, we're happier and healthier, it's safer simply because happy, healthy people aren't going around bullying others, aren't going around shooting up schools, aren't going around doing things on social media to just make others feel bad about themselves. So that's the reason we do it. We essentially want everybody to do their best, to live their best kick in life. And not every day is sunshine and rainbows. We know that. But gosh darn it, when you look for the look for the good, you're gonna find more good. Some days you have to look a little harder. I get it, but darn it, do your best. Look for the good. Live your best kick in life. And also, what is a kick in life? Is it a good life?
1: It's the best kick in life.
0: Yeah, baby. Not good. Not great. Not awesome. It's a kick in life, man. You're kicking butt. You're cashing checks. You're taking names. You're living your best kick in life. And some days you got to kick butt a little harder. I get it, because the world's tough, as Rocky says. What's Rocky say?
1: (laughs) You're gonna let me? Oh man, the world's a mean, nasty, ugly place. No,
0: I don't know if (laughs) I know all of it. Emmett and I went through it on a a previous show, and we went back and forth. I set it up, and he closed it out. Oh
1: man, Emmett probably knows it better than I do. But (laughs) it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, nobody's gonna hit as hard as life. But it doesn't matter how hard you can hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep going. How? much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, go and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. I'm not saying you're there because of her or him or whoever. That's not you and...
0: That's close, man. Keep going, baby. Oh, I... Everybody's cheering for you. Come on, Austin. I'm over here. Yeah!
1: <laughs> now I lost my trailer. That's not you and I, I don't know. You're...
0: You're better than that. I thought there was something before that you're better than that. No? <laughs> that was great, man. All right. Now pointing fingers saying you ain't one of be because of him or her point or anybody. Man. Cowards do Cowards that. do that. And that's not you. That's See, that's the line. That's the line we for. missed. You're better than that. All right. Give Austin a hand because he is better than that. He's awesome. Good job. <laughs> In the studio. Yeah. Producers are clapping. Everybody's clapping for Austin. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, well thank you so very, very much. We know how sacred and how valuable time is, and the fact that you take time out of your busy day to be with us, man, that means the world to us. That's the reason we do this. That's the reason, and we're episode number one, where are we at, 168? 168. 168. Holy 168, and my notes here that went off on my iPad. 168, golly, so it's so appreciative. I also wanna give a little shout out, we've been doing this a lot lately for uh, the folks at Century Martial Arts. Uh, But well well over 95% of our stuff comes from Century Martial Arts. They do a great job of helping us do what we do, helping other martial artists. So if you're in the martial arts community and you need equipment, you need uh, pads, you need uh, uniforms, Century Martial Arts is who we recommend. That's who we go through, and we highly recommend them for you as well. And then a special shout-out to one of my mentors who actually came to visit us at the studio this uh, this week was Hanchi Dave Kovar with the Promax Systems and Mr. Dave Chamberlain. Thank you, gentlemen. And same thing, if you're in the martial arts community and you're looking for a good, great mentor, they've got Promax, the professional martial arts community. Check that thing out. It is life-changing. It's helped us. Go from where we were to where we are now, owning our building, owning our lot, and continuing to grow not only uh, our, our uh, academy numbers, but grow what we do to become our very, very best to help our students become their very best and live their best kick in life. Austin, anything last last little drop-ins for the listeners? Every,
1: they are amazing, the Promaxes people. are so kind and have so much info to share, and Century's awesome, too. But thank you guys very much for listening. And until we talk again, get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best.
0: Austin, with a close, I got nothing to say. All right, folks, check out previous episodes. Please share this message with somebody that you know would benefit. Check us out on Facebook. Austin and I did a Facebook Live video, which we talked about this very topic. It was only about uh, seven, eight minutes long, but you can kind of see what we look like and kind of the interactions uh, behind the camera, not only the microphone. Share with somebody else. We love those five-star reviews, and that's the way that helps the podcast grow and reach more members and reach, reach more people in order to, once again, make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, as Austin just said, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Austin, thanks very much, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one, everyone. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kicking Life podcast, episode number 169. And this is your weekend quick hitter, your weekend quick in life. Kicking, quick in life. <laughs> listen to me. Your weekend kicking life quick tip of the weekend. All right, folks, I challenge you to say that five times real fast. I don't even know what I just said. So you're going to have to listen to it again in order to say it. But anyway. It's a short one. It's the weekend challenge to help you live your best kick in life. And this week, we actually finished up our uh, series on bullyproofing, the ABCs and D to become bullyproof. And we talked about the D, defend yourself. So you have to listen to that episode. That was episode number 168. It completed a three-part series on how to become uh, bullyproof by... uh, or I guess using the ABCs, the ABCs to become Bullyproof is what we titled that. But that was a three-part series, so listen to those previous episodes to um, learn all the information on that. Well, the Weekend Challenge, and here I got in studio with me, and it's a quick one here, but I got my best buddy, Austin. Austin, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to be here. Gets his radio voice going. So the Weekend Challenge, Austin, what do you think would I give the people the Weekend Challenge? I've got some stuff wrote down, but I thought I'd just throw you right under the bus and challenge. Like, holy cow, I don't know. What's a good weekend challenge? What's the first thing that pops in your mind?
1: Uh, there,
0: there's so much information <laughs> that we can give these people. All right. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> I didn't prep you for that. Usually, I prep him for things. I just threw him right under the bus. Sometimes and it's like, you prep uh, me for things. Oh, Most of wow. the time. Oh, how about the weekend challenge? You just prep your kids before you put them uh, (laughs) in the recording studio and broadcast out to millions of people. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? You already failed. Oh, shoot. All right, folks. Well, I'm done. The weekend challenge is over. No, seriously. Weekend challenge. What I want you to do this, and we've talked about this before, but I'm going to revisit it. We're going to get back to it. I want you to be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. And what that means is if you say you're going to do something, I want you to do it. Because each time you say you're gonna do something and you don't do it, you're pretty much uh, solidifying and strengthening your, your. it's okay to give up and quit. Ah, I know I, was gonna, I said I was gonna do it, but I've never done it in the past before, so why start now? I know that sounds insane, but that's how it works. Each time you are impeccable with your word, you do what you say you're gonna do, you're conditioning your mind, you're conditioning your perseverance muscles to say, you know what, I said it, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Almost like my word is law. But each time you don't, You're strengthening those give up and quit muscles. You're strengthening those muscles that kind of say, eh, it's not really a big deal. You said you're going to do this. You never did that. You said you're going to you know, start getting up early. You're not doing that. You said you're going to spend time with the kids. You're not doing that. You see how that builds? Yeah, it's like planting a garden, right? Plant the garden with the seeds that you want. So be impeccable with your word. So here's the challenge. Not only is that a challenge, be impeccable. If you tell your wife you're going to go out, or your spouse, you're going to go out with them on Friday night. Man, that's impeccable. Regardless what comes up, you got to do it. You tell your kids you're going to spend time with him. Say you're going to go to the zoo with him. Say you're going to go ice skating. I'm just mentioning some things that I just went through. <laughs> and and I was I was happy about being impeccable with my word and did what I said I was going to do. We went to lunch. We said we're going to lunch, even though I had a couple meetings. You know what? I promised the kids we're going to lunch. We did it. Went went to the ice rink the other day. We did it. Went uh, hit some golf balls a couple weeks ago. We did it. Now, you might say, "Well, yeah, but you've got time. I don't have time." I have not always been very good with my time because I've not always been impeccable with my word. I'm saying that. It's tough for me to say, but I'm saying that to let you know I'm a human being just like you. I fight the same battles. We got different battles, but I fight my battles. But I'm telling you, when you say you're going to do something, the more you do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, regardless if you want or feel like doing it, the more you condition conditioning those, those muscles, those perseverance muscles to drive you through, to not let you give up on yourself because you, once you get used to giving up, it becomes easier and easier to give up. Austin, you, you relate to that?
1: Oh, of course. I think we all probably can in, in some way. I'm glad that you came up with the
0: challenge. That's better than whatever I would've came up with, but. <laughs> I, I, had it, I had it pre-framed in my mind. I just thought I would uh, challenge you a little bit right off the bat there. You're well, like, thanks. yes, come on, man. <laughs> It's a good interaction. My son's 19 years old, is my best buddy in the whole world, and I enjoy spending time with him. So, folks out there, I hope you've got uh, uh, you have a good relationship with your kiddos. Uh, it's it's never too late. It's never too late. You can do it. Reach out to them. They need it. They love it, and it's good for you as well. But it all starts. When I want to tie in the 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 challenge, it all starts with being impeccable with your word. You say you're going to do it. A song that uh, kills me, and other dads out there, you probably feel the same thing every time you hear it. Is that song "Cats in a Cradle"? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to look it up. Cats in a cradle. It's all about the son growing up to be just like the dad. And then the dad, when he gets older, he wants to spend time with the son. But now the son's just like the dad, so the dad, the son doesn't have time to spend with the dad. Just like when the kid was younger, the dad didn't have time to spend with him. Wow. It's an emotional one. It's a heartfelt one. And I think about it a lot. That's why I talk about you know, like this challenge, be impeccable with your word. Because time is the most sacred commodity. When it's gone, baby, it's gone. Yeah. Enjoy it, savor the flavor. Be impeccable with your word and get the most out of life. Get most out of each day, get most out of each weekend. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You'll be grateful and thankful. All right, well that's our quick hitter, impeccable with your word. Say something you're gonna do and then do it regardless. If you feel like doing it, and here's the thing about motivation, you hear this, you get all pumped up, you get razzed up. I do the same thing. I listen to countless motivational, inspirational messages and read books and I get all jazzed up and pumped up and then what happens? The next morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. The next day comes, you're like, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. You know what, today's not the day. I'll start tomorrow. But if you say you're going to be impeccable with your word, you write it down, you say you're going to do it, each time you do it, you're conditioning that mind. You know what, you're right, I'm going to do it. But each time you give up, you strengthen those give up muscles, and it gets easier and easier to give up each and every time.
1: What do you think? I think that's that's awesome. Everybody, well, this is a quote. I, I'm sure you know who it's from. I you showed me it, but everybody's a beast until it becomes time for beast. Oh darn it! You got I'm it. I'm gonna restart it. Everybody's a beast until it comes time for beast to do what. Oh. I don't
0: Oh, you got it, buddy. You're right on the Everyone's
1: track. a beast until it comes time
0: to do what the beasts do. That's it. Good job. Way to persevere and battle through, man. You I, didn't give up. I thought it was. All right. I got it. And, and you've said it countless times, but there's something about putting the headphones on, sitting behind a microphone in a recording studio that makes your brain go Bleh. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah, that was Eric Thomas. Uh, everybody's a beast until it comes time to do what beasts do. They got beasts on their profiles. They got lions on their profiles. But... You got to do it. And that's what separates. That's a small little thing. A little bit of something is better than what? A whole lot of nothing. So, a little bit of something. Each and every day is going to add up. Well, a whole lot of nothing adds up to a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> but something, 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 something leads to something, right? Yeah. And eventually something big. You know, you don't put any seeds in the ground, you can't expect to get anything out. You can't go, you know, I didn't plant any seeds in the ground, but yet I expect that I'm entitled to a harvest. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) You didn't put anything in. So that's, uh, I talk about that at, I don't know, I don't say at no end, but just on countless other podcasts. Make sure you check those out. This is episode of 169, and this is your weekend challenge. Be impeccable with your... Be impeccable with your word. There it is. All right, folks, well, thank you very much. I promise this will be a quick one. So there's your challenge. Do you accept this challenge? I hope you do, and I hope you get something from it. That's all we got. Austin, thanks for joining me for the quick hitter here. Thank you for having me. It's good stuff. You're welcome, best bud. All right, folks, I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. Please share that love with your, with yourself. Yeah, love yourself enough to be impeccable with your word. Do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, regardless if you feel like doing it or not. Until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, buddy. Bye-bye.